Hi, I'm Emily Duncan Wilson, and I'm one of the producers of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks! Want to know what it takes to be a singer at the Met? Or maybe what it's like standing backstage before it's time for you to go on and sing? What's it like to play a character like Adina? Well, you're in luck because we're chatting with opera singer Golda Schultz today on... Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm your host, Kate Botello. Hey there. And Sprouts, today we have got a super exciting guest joining us. I am here with the incredibly talented and kind soprano who sang the role of Adina in the Metropolitan Opera's production of L'Elysée d'Amore in their 2022-2023 season, the amazing Golda Schultz. Hi, my name's Golda Schultz, and you guys are listening to Classical Sprouts. But first, let's start with a Quizlet question. What popular soft drink originally presented itself as an elixir of health? What popular soft drink was originally sold as a health elixir? We'll give you a hint along the way, so be sure to stick around for the end of the show and we'll tell you the answer. Welcome, Sprouts. I'm so excited to share this episode with you all because we got to talk to Ms. Golda Schultz, the singer who played Adina at the Met. We'll talk about how she got to the Met, some inside scoop on some of her favorite parts of the opera, a look backstage, and what she learned from playing Adina. We have an episode all about Donizetti's bel canto opera, L'Elysir d'Amore, so if you haven't heard that one yet and want some more context, be sure to check it out. Golda Schultz is a South African opera singer who studied music both in South Africa and at Juilliard in New York City and has performed around the world with her beautiful voice. are so excited to have her with us on the podcast today. So let's give a warm classical sprouts welcome to Golda. Our listeners are going to love this opera. This is one of the kindest and sweetest operas in the world. Oh, it is a fun one, isn't it? It's so rare that in opera we get to actually have fun and actually do comedy because there's so little comedy in opera. And I think comedy is one of the toughest things to do in just in any life. Like finding the funny in anything is such a gift. And what Donizetti's done is he's given opera and he's given everyone a real gift. And it's such a special, special show. And I'm just very happy and I'm very glad that I got to be a part of it in just a tiny way. So I think it's it's absolutely so great. You're absolutely right. It's just a gem. It's a bonbon. It's just like all delicious and sweet. Now, Golda, when did you decide that you were going to be a musician when you grew up? 
I didn't really decide it. It was a very strange thing. You know, when you're little and you're you're doing all the things, you go to school and then you you figure out that you like music and then your parents send you to music lessons because you you like things. So what I've always done is I've just accumulated things I like. I just keep adding things I like. So I started with violin because I liked the sound. And then I went to recorder and then I added piano. And then I've always just been singing. I think one of my earliest memories has always been of my dad and me driving in the car to take me to kindergarten, always playing music and me just singing. Or if we weren't playing the radio or playing a tape, we were just, I'm Catholic. So when I went to Sunday school on Sundays when I was little, um, the way that we learned catechism is we learned um, songs. So we would learn these songs in Sunday school. And my dad on Mondays, Mondays was this very special day. Monday was always the day when there was no music in the car because I had to sing the Sunday school songs. The thing that I like about music and what I love about opera and what I love about theater is that it's about being curious about people and wanting to understand why people do what they do. And then how do we tell that story of why we do what we do? So me becoming a musician is more because I'm trying to find out why I do what I do. And so me getting to be different characters in different operas and sing different music, it's getting to just step into other people's lives and other people's way of seeing the world. And it helps me understand how I see the world. Me being a musician is because I want to know myself better. switch gears entirely for a moment i'm curious if you're standing off stage okay so you're off stage the overture is playing yes it's almost time for your first entrance yeah what do you see what do you feel what are you hearing where what what's what's happening in that moment it's so funny usually when we are off stage we're all getting our energy ready, but we're also still ourselves. So I'm standing backstage and I'm I'm with members of the chorus and some of the actors at the opera. And we're all just having talks and conversations about, oh, so what did you do yesterday? How did you spend your day off? And like, we're having these little conversations and then you hear the applause happen. The applause happens and we go, and then we engage from the applause how many people are in the audience and we go, oh, that's a fun crowd. And then once the overtures start, everyone kind of just starts getting excited and saying, good luck, good luck have fun, have a great show. Everybody starts saying that. And then you kind of just feel the energy start to become very focused on what's about to happen. And then what I see is when I look from my spot backstage, I start to watch. I like to watch the set and the lighting change in the set. So in this Elisir, it's so beautiful it becomes, it starts off like a picture and then it kind of feels like the sun rises and it gets wonderful warm and sunny. And then 
And that music starts playing, and everybody's energy just gets like super excited and very like focused, but ready, ready and ready for anything. And then the next thing you know, the stage manager is calling for me to go on stage, and then she'll say, Adina go and I always say thank you and then I go on stage and she always says you're welcome and she goes on about her job and I go on stage and I do my job. During the break make sure to follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you always know when a new episode is available and so more Sprouts like you can find out about us. Stick around, Sprouts. We'll see you after the break. Hi, I'm Keith Brown, and I'm the host of Gameplay, Every week on the show, I celebrate the amazing world of video game music with everything from beloved classics to brand new soundtracks. You can stream episodes at our website, GameplayShow.org. I hope you'll join me for this adventure. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you what popular soft drink originally sold itself as a health elixir. Here's a hint for you. While your first guess might have been Coca-Cola for this answer, this drink actually appeared a year before Coca-Cola. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show and we'll tell you the answer. What is your favorite part of the opera? Oh, the thing that made me love Elisir was the quartet that happens, you know, this little mini quartet plus the ladies' chorus that happens between Dulcamara, Gianetta, uh, Nemorino, and Adina. And it's the bit where, where, where Nemorino has, like, said, oh, like, all the girls love me, but he doesn't know that his uncles died and the only reason that the girls are all flirting with him is because, oh, he's rich. Uh, <laughs> and Adina doesn't realize that the reason she's upset with him isn't really because he's signed up to be a soldier, but it's honestly because she's really in love with him. But she's using the fact that he's being stupid and wanting to become a soldier. That's why she's shouting at him. And... Dulcamara is busy laughing at this because he's like, oh, you know, young lovers are so stupid. They don't know what they're doing. And Janetta is just upset that her best friend is trying to steal the most eligible bachelor in town. <laughs> and so the four of them are singing at each other, singing all these like very, very fast lines. But there's the, the music is just so good. And I remember when I first heard that, I was listening to it on my, my headphones and I was bopping on the street like I was listening to a pop song. I was like, <laughs> and I would be dancing up and down the street like just, you know. And so I thought to myself, wow, this is quite a bop. This really is it. This is a number. And it's like, okay, Donizetti, I see you. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I thought Mozart could write a tune, but no, it, you did. You wrote a bop. <laughs> <laughs> that on repeat so when I'm learning a new role I always find I always like to find the the one piece of music that helps me truly feel like I understand who the character is and sometimes that music isn't their main aria or like a big love duet mm-hmm. and so for me understanding Adina was that quartet that's where I knew who she was and I was like I get her I can play her <laughs> What is Adina's favorite thing about Nemorino? I think the thing that she likes most about him is that he is so poetic. He's very philosophical. She's very practical. She's a very, this is how you do things. If you've got a problem, this is how you fix it. Bah, that's it. Whereas he's a philosopher and a poet and he likes to write things and think things and feel things. I think that's the thing that she likes about him so much is that because she has to be such an active person, she has to do things a lot more than she has time to feel things, which is why her aria of being in love comes at the end. His aria about being in love comes right at the beginning. Their little book ends. It's like, he's like, I'm in love. And like, he's going to spend the whole show being in love. And it's going to be, how does she get to being in love? And it's it's watching her, watching them go past each other. And until finally, they figure it out. So I think what she likes about him and what she does respect about him, she respects that he's a person who's so comfortable with how he feels, that he can say how he feels. Because she... I think she really appreciates that he's so brave that he can do that. What I think he likes about her, and he even says it, she's just so, she's just so action, little action lady. She gets the job done and he likes that about her. And I think that's why for me, they work as a couple. They, they work at the end because he opens her up into being a person that expresses how she feels. He actually becomes a person who like takes charge of his life and he starts doing things for his life. They might be stupid, they might be all the wrong choices, but at least he's trying. What is the biggest thing you would like us sprouts to take away from the opera oh guys what to take away from the opera oh the idea of having to take a potion to change who you are so that someone will love you is never a good idea madness will happen which is what happens seriously though No one should ever make you feel like you have to change completely who you are. The reason that it that Elizir works and isn't because Nemorino changes who he is at the core of himself. It's because because him changing makes Adina realize that how he was was 
perfect as was just right. He didn't need to be anything else, but she needed to say to him, your life, who you are, is so cherished that I cannot let you die. So that's what you take away from Elizir. Who you are as a person is enough to be cherished and you shouldn't feel like you, and you shouldn't change yourself to make someone love you. Golda Schultz, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It has been a real pleasure. Thanks for being our new friend. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) All right, Sprouts, at the beginning of this episode, I asked you for the name of a popular soft drink that started out as a health elixir, or another word for it, patent medicine. It was introduced in 1885. I'll give you another hint. To help give people the idea that this was a healthy drink, the manufacturers may have put a medical word in its name. Do you think you know? The answer is... Dr. Pepper first made its appearance in 1885 as something that aids digestion and restores vim, vigor, and vitality. All righty, Sprouts, thanks for hanging out with me today as we got to know the amazing Golda Schultz together. Don't you feel like you made a new friend? I sure do. We've got some photos and videos of Golda in L'Elysir, as well as other operas she's performed, and more on our website at classicalsprouts.org, so be sure to check us out there. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Classical Sprouts. We share things there that we don't cover on the podcast, so make sure to check it out. This episode was written and produced by Emily Duncan Wilson, with support from Amanda Sewell. Our digital content manager is Casey Brown. And a Big thanks to Golda Schultz and to Chanel Williams from the Metropolitan Opera for helping us make this episode possible. I'm Kate Botello. Bye-bye, dear. See you next time. Interlocking Public Radio.